0: Hello to all our listeners out there. I'm excited to share a different kind of story than you may normally hear. I'm going to introduce you to a very interesting lady named Janice Schmela, whose recent healthcare issue starts out like so many others I've heard and written about at Banner Health in the past decade. When the 71-year-old life coach from Chandler, Arizona bravely started sharing her experience, I'll be honest, I thought I knew right where it was headed.
1: Probably about four or five months ago, I started feeling like something was obstructing my throat, um, in certain positions, not, not eating, swallowing, talking, but when I would bend forward, um, lay on my stomach, even on my back, and especially on my left side, especially in bed, it felt like something was, um, was obstructing my throat. And um, I, I let it go for a while because still in the midst of COVID, I you know didn't go to the doctor right away.
0: It's that last line, I let it go for a while, that we hear all too often, either from ourselves or from other people. And of course, we understand anyone's reluctance to get an issue checked out immediately. We're all human after all, and nobody looks forward to potentially bad news. Next, I expected to hear Janice say that unfortunate and all too common phrase, I wish I hadn't waited because it made things so much worse. But instead, she completely threw me for a loop. It's not that she was glad to have waited, not at all. In fact, it turns out Janice only delayed for a few weeks, which is much less time than many other people. It's obvious she takes her health seriously. See, what surprised me is what happened after she found out what was wrong with her body and how her medical team fixed it. That was a new one for both of us. Janice's story is refreshingly and quite incredibly simple, yet no less dramatic than many others we've covered on this podcast. I'm happy to say this is not an episode designed to scare people into going to the doctor to get that weird issue checked out. It's a reminder that doing so doesn't have to be scary because the outcome can be positive. Getting fixed right up and back to a healthy life is perhaps easier than it's ever been in human history. Just ask Janice. This is Banner Health's storytelling podcast, Bedside Stories, highlighting some of the most emotionally compelling experiences that take place behind the scenes in healthcare. Today, we bring you episode 16, Robot Cookies. So Janice had some trouble with her throat that wasn't getting better. She finally went to her primary care doctor who ordered a CT scan that showed a little cyst near her larynx. The larynx is at the top of your neck, and it's involved with breathing and produces sound. The discovery of that cyst led Janice to visit Dr. Glenn Rothman. He's an ear, nose, and throat specialist at Banner Desert Medical Center in Mesa, Arizona. Janice was happy to learn the cyst was benign, not cancerous in other words, but it wasn't going to disappear on its own.
1: It felt like, honestly, it felt like it was hanging, in something in my throat, which Dr. Rothman then explained to me that indeed it was. It's almost like, he said, it's like a little grape on a vine and, it, and even though it's attached, it, when I lay on that left side because it's on the right, it, it tended to, you know, hang on that vine that right. way. So gravity
0: being what it is, it's sort of...
1: Yes, and uh, it was affecting the quality of my life because it, it actually would feel like, sometimes like I couldn't breathe, even though I knew I could.
0: In addition to finding out she had a cyst blocking her airway, another was at the base of her tongue. The main cyst was just above her vocal cords, where it often acted like a bottle cork against oxygen. She braced herself the best she could for Dr. Rothman's explanation of the surgery she would need. Being a big Quentin Tarantino fan, Janice's imagination ran wild with all kinds of unpleasant possibilities. Then to Janice's surprise, Dr. Rothman told her about a new and advanced robotic surgery option. Robotic-assisted surgery has been around for a couple of decades in the U.S., and several Banner Health hospitals offer it as an option for cardiac, gynecology, and general surgery, to name a few. A big improvement in robotic options comes courtesy of Intuitive's da Vinci SP technology. It allows a surgeon to access an area in the patient's head or neck, which they couldn't reach with their hands or see with the naked eye. It's minimally invasive. In fact, not a single incision is needed and it's incredibly precise. The surgeon passes a long lighted tube with a 3D camera down the patient's throat along with one thin surgical instrument while viewing magnified images on a video screen. At the end of that one surgical tool are three miniature yet fully articulated robotic arms the surgeon uses to operate. They even have little elbows. Yeah, you heard me, little elbows. Here's Dr. Rothman to explain.
2: I I think the way I try to um, uh, talk to people about it is, what is the experience gonna be like for my patient? What is their recovery gonna be like? What's their pain gonna be like? And will they get back to a completely normal life as if I never did anything? And the robot technology allows me to do something in less time, less recovery, less pain, less change to their how they function on a short-term basis, and in some cases, even the final long-term outcome. So for me, what it offers is a chance to be very successful without having somebody think that, feel like they've been through something heroic, or they've had to sacrifice a substantial part of their quality of life in order to get it done.
0: So what would Janice's body actually have to endure when it came to the surgery itself, as well as her recovery? Maybe it's best to first share what she wouldn't have to go through. I asked Dr. Rothman what her experience would have been like without the robot.
2: I would have had to start by putting a breathing tube in her neck called a tracheotomy.
0: And as a result,
2: she would have spent at least three days in the intensive care unit, and it would have been close to a week before that tube could have come out and that hole in her neck would have taken some number of weeks to heal. I probably would have had to put a feeding tube in her stomach or a feeding tube in her nose for a few weeks while her ability to swallow recovered, which she didn't need to have. And then I would have had to have made a substantial incision on the outside to try to cut through to get to the inside of her airway to remove the, the mass that was growing and then to put it all back together. And when you go through those structures to get in and to get out, not only is there a lot of healing time, but there's nerves and muscles that are cut that or might be cut that are in the way. And in addition to maybe taking some number of weeks or months to heal, there is the possibility that she has permanent loss of some of those functions. And what could that permanent loss look like? She could have had permanent change to her ability to swallow normally she could have had a permanent change to the quality of her voice uh, in addition to a lot of scarring on the
0: outside. That's a lot for a person to have to endure. Now check this out.
1: I, I got to here at 6.30 in the morning. The surgery is at 8.30. I woke up in recovery at, I think I'm gonna say 10.30. And the nurse said to me, guess what? Dr. Rothman said this was went better than he thought. You get to go home. I was home at noon. That's crazy. I, I, I was so excited. Wow. I, I, yeah. So it was very quick, very fast. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. How about your recovery? How? What was that like? Um,
1: that it. This so it's been two weeks today, and uh, the first week was was pain. I mean, it it hurt, and I had a lot of ice cream, and, and room temperature soup, and you know things like applesauce, things like that. And I didn't really feel like eating a whole lot anyway. But I um, was—I did have a painkiller. I took just for two days. I didn't want to take that too long. And then I was on a leave, which seemed to pretty much do it. So I would say the first week, it was um, painful, but you know, I could—I could take it. And then the second, now coming to the second week, I very little. I can hardly feel it. Two weeks, I consider myself extremely fortunate. Here's Doctor Rothman.
2: I think that there's only a couple parts of uh, my uh, professional career where you see these uh, gigantic leaps. And uh, most of those have been due to uh, incredible technology and engineering and uh, and computer power where uh, individuals have spent many years truly innovating something that's not been done and then going through modification after modification and uh, other higher levels of, uh, of abilities. So for, I'll give you an example. Uh, the earlier vi- versions of the robot, if you think about the robot arms as my arm, the robot had uh, basically hands. So I, I had fingers that I could move and my hand. This new version of the robot, it has a hand, each arm has a wrist and each arm has an elbow. So think about if you put your arm straight out in front of you and you had to work with your arms perfectly straight, and all you could do is move your fingers and your wrists a little bit. Now imagine you could now bring your wrists in from any different angle, you could turn your elbows from any different angle, and and how much more you could do if I give you that range of freedom. And then here's the other part that's fascinating about this robot. Because of the, the small size of the technology, I can use three arms. So instead of just having my left and my right, I can bring a third arm in and I can, let's say to that third arm, I want you to hold on to this and pull it in this direction and don't let go. And you can have that arm do that, leave it alone and then turn to another arm so that you're actually working with three arms all at the same time. One of them may be simply doing something uh, just holding still or holding tight or grabbing or pulling and so that's another level that i don't think we thought about years ago is imagine if your doctor has three arms
0: there's a fun little side note here as we start wrapping up janice already had a connection with banner desert the hospital where she had the surgery since she spent a lot of time here years ago in the 70s and 80s she gave birth to both of her daughters here
1: and then i was um, a volunteer for about three years in the chaplain's office visiting patients just just going around And going into rooms and talking to people and, and, you know, doing my best to put them at ease or or just hear how they were feeling no matter what, their fears, um, their grief. And um, I loved doing that.
0: Some might say it was that kind of good karma that came back Janice's way when she came in for such an easy surgery this year. When Janice returned for a post-surgery visit with Dr. Rothman, she came bearing gifts, Her youngest daughter owns a baking business and Janice asked her to make a special batch of cookies. To celebrate her successful robotic surgery, she brought sugar cookies with chocolate robots on top. The robots were even hand painted with edible silver. Others had the letters ENT on top for ear, nose and throat in honor of Dr. Rothman's medical specialty.
1: I don't even remember Being in the surgical room, I remember being wheeled down the hall, that's it, and then my eyes were open and it was done. So I I didn't see the actual instrument, which I'm kind of curious to see, but (laughs) maybe it's better that I didn't.
0: For Banner Health, I'm Corey Schubert, and this is Bedside Stories. If you like this episode or any of our past episodes, we invite you to click on that subscribe button for this podcast. You can also check out all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. Production support for this episode was provided by Eric Joel LaFuente, Sean Logan, and David Lozano. For more information about Banner Health, visit us online at bannerhealth.com. Until next time, thanks so much for listening.